dogs make the best companions for humans, this podcast aims to help make humans better companions for their dogs. Welcome to the Baru Podcast, a modern lifestyle podcast for dogs and their people. I'm your host, Charlotte Bain. I've been caring for other people's dogs for more than 15 years. And while I've learned a lot in my career, I definitely don't know it all. So I've collected an ever-evolving roster of amazing dog people, and I learn new things from them all the time. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Baru Podcast. In today's episode, I jump behind the brand with Jane Wagman, co-owner of Pride and Groom. We chat about the vision for this fast-growing beauty brand for dogs and the great work that they do for animal rescue. Not to mention how they made Oprah's list of favorite things only a few months after launching in 2020. So let's listen. Thanks for doing this with me. Oh, thank you. I've been following your product since I think it launched in the pand- during the pandemic, right? In yes, it did. So, yep. so first I wanted to jump in and just talk a little bit about you and what was the inspiration behind um, kind of your, a little bit about your background and the inspiration behind Pride and Groom and um, your love of dogs. Well, I definitely <laughs> have a huge love of dogs. Yeah. Um, I have four of them. Oh my gosh. But, and I sit on um, the board of Animal Haven, a shelter here in New York City. And so it's really become a very important part of my life. My background is in graphic design. I started out in magazines. I went to art school. I started out in magazines in the art department. Um, And then I left to start my own design firm when I had children and kind of was, you know, just trying to do it all, um, which was great. And I did that for many, 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 and many more years. (laughs) And then just with this, whatever, just life-changing and my new kind of renowned, like passion for dogs. I, I really, really wanted, um, to do something in the dog space Mm -hmm. and I could not come up with it. And I have, um, one of my partners and also friends, Regina, uh, she, she, she felt the same way. She has two shelter dogs and we were just constantly going like, you know, my phone would ring and it would be like, well, what do you think of this? And, you know, we were constantly like, no, not quite right. And then one day she calls me up and she's like, I got it. We're going to be the Vidal Sassoon for dog shampoo. <laughs> okay. For the young, younger people, they might not know what that means. But, we weren't um, raised in the 70s. You may not know what Exactly. You might not know. But, you know, so basically let's be the gold standard for yeah. dog shampoo. Right. And, um, and I was like, yes, I am in like Flynn. And she said, and I have two other people who I think would be the perfect partners for us. Wow. And um, and the four of us, you know, got together and started brainstorming and that's kind of how it happened. And it kind of launched from there. So had the clean beauty aspect come into it because that's, that's what makes your product stand out. I think from a lot of people's, um, is your commitment to, um, you know, to using only essential oils and things that have been tr- trusted to be, uh, be non-toxic essentially. Right. Yes. Well, I think part of, part of what, you know, when we first got together, we yeah. started talking. We were like, what do you wash your dog with? And what do you yeah. wash your dog with? And let's all ask all our friends what they wash their dogs with. And like, no one had a go-to. Like, right. we're all like so brand loyal. 
You know, it's yeah. like you use the same shampoo, use the same soap, use the same paper towel. Like we're all sober and loyal. It's so you know true, what? Yeah. They were like, I don't know. I think it's a white bottle. I think it's a pink bottle. I use Dawn. I use my human shampoo. I use Aesop's for dogs. I use Burt's Bees for dogs. Like we couldn't get, it was like, we could not get an answer, you know, like right. we couldn't even put it in pockets. It was like, yeah, no one had, you know, and so we started to realize that kind of the, this humanization of, of pets and dogs in particular has really like, it kind of every, every part of the market, like food, everyone's like, they're making their own food. They're getting these, you know, all right. so many dog foods, there's supplements, the fashion, right. any single, every single fashion house high to low has like, like we could wear the same clothing. Right. <laughs> but we just didn't feel like um, it had touched hair care. Like the best yeah. we could find were kind of these human extension brands. And, and we were like, well, they're not, they're, they're human brands. They don't know. Yeah. They're not doing the, re- like, yes, they're clean for humans, but they're not doing the research for like, right. the, like dogs have different pH balances. They have completely different needs. They have different sweat glands. Everything really about their makeup is different. And just like the way you and I might use different um, shampoos because we, one might be dry, one might be oily. Right. Dogs have, you know, if they have fur versus hair, or if they have undercoats, totally. like there's so many allergies. Exactly, allergies. Um, and so we really felt like that was a hole in the market and that we wanted to be kind of instead of like Aesop for dogs, we wanted to be pride and groom for dogs, a dog brand right. made for dogs with their, what their needs in mind. Right. So how did, so from an entrepreneurial perspective, like you have this concept, right? You know, you want to make, you know, you want to get into the dog business. You know, you want to make products that are, are great for our dogs. Like, how do you figure out, like, for people out there listening, because I think everybody has an idea that they kind of want to like, every dog lover is like, I got to get into this. Like, if if only I could think of a great product that would really help my dog, you know, and, and I could stand behind. What was the next step in that? You you joined forces right. with well, your I definitely, and- yeah. I mean, I feel partners having good partners is yeah so, so key. I mean, I've I've had a lot of you know successful unsuccessful entrepreneurial yeah. ventures <laughs> yeah. um, in my life, and so much of it comes down to your partners. And I feel yeah. extremely fortunate um, because it was sort of you know it was a little bit of a leap of faith and. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, together, we just, you know, started doing tons and tons of research. One of my partners, um, Patricia, is a chemical engineer. Okay, so that helps, yeah. She really, you know, took the reins on that. And because we really wanted to be kind of this beauty brand for dogs, yeah, uh, we went to a beauty lab nearby. Okay. We live in yeah. New York City, you yeah. know, all of us. And so we went to a lab in New Jersey because we really wanted to be able to stay on top of it. And we didn't want to just white label some product like we really, you know, and so we went with this research in hand of yeah, these are these are the ingredients that we think are beneficial. These are the ones we definitely don't want to see in the product. And you just sort of start, you know, start going from there, getting the samples, testing it on our dog. I mean, you know, between us, we have seven dogs to test on. Yeah. um, (laughs) 
And then, then you just kind of follow what the dog says. The dog's like, no, I don't like exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So what, um, so I know you guys launched during the pandemic. Was that challenging? I mean, obviously you didn't expect the, or was that beneficial? Because everybody got a dog during the pandemic. Well, yeah. I could have gone either way, right? Exactly. So- I mean, that, you know, obviously it delayed us. You know, we were all kind of sitting there twiddling our thumbs because we couldn't get our products um, in time. Right. Because of the supply chain, blah, blah. Yeah. So boring. Yeah. Anyway, that was real. But um, yeah, and we really did think, oh my God, what are we going to do? It's a pandemic. And then we realized, like you said, everyone got dogs at home. Everyone was washing their dogs at home. Everyone was doing yeah. everything. And I, I couldn't buy like a nail, like nail clippers on Amazon yeah. were like back ordered for months. Yep. Like, <laughs> so this kind of learning curve that we thought we were going to have to do a lot of education, we actually right. didn't. Right. Um, and so, you know, I think in a way, actually, it was kind of great. Right. People were looking for our product. And then you kind of landed in, uh, how did you get on Oprah's list of? I mean, that top. was just, <laughs> I mean, literally like a month after launching, like we had, I don't know, 150 bottles of each skew. Like, you know, we yeah. it was like, we're just going to send it to our friends and family, see what people think. And maybe we need to recreate it. Like, we don't know. Yeah. Regina, again, this yeah. I mentioned, she and I met um, at Vogue in our earlier career, she was in fashion. I was in art, but anyway, so we both sort of knew Adam Glassman, who's the creative or Oprah's creative director and right-hand man. And one night, literally like a month after launching Regina's like, you know what? I'm just going to DM him. Who knows? He can ignore me. And literally within like 30 seconds, he writes her back and he's like, this is the craziest thing Oprah's looking for a new dog shampoo, like she hates the way her dogs smell overnight. It to me. Dogs, yeah. You know, the list is about to close yeah. Yeah. overnight it to me. And, you know, we did. And li- I mean, literally Regina was like chasing the FedEx yeah. <laughs> down the highway because she was so afraid right. of missing that last shipment. Um, and, you know, he literally like within days, he said, Oprah absolutely loves it and you're in and the list is closed and you're the last item. And it was obviously like catapulted us. I mean, we had, the good news is that this was August. The list doesn't come out till November. So we had, so we had three months to, you know, you have like the whole list is run through Amazon. So we had to get on Amazon. We had to produce enormous quantities of product. I mean, it's really anticipating the, the, the Oprah craze would yeah, and if you, you know, yeah. and if and and you know, there's a lot like you can read a lot about it. Like to be on her list and not be prepared for it is like such a waste of an amazing opportunity, and not have the right. product and not be able to ship it out. Right. So we really, you know, we're just kind of like you know, boots on the ground, and yeah, got it. You know, you have to get your website up ready, not up, it's up ready, so it doesn't crash day the list hits. I mean, there are just so many little things you don't even think of, but it was obviously enormous. I mean, humongous. And it led to so many amazing opportunities. I mean, we are eternally grateful. I mean, literally it just snowballed from there and so much press and TV appearances. And it was really amazing. That's great. So it was kind of like the divine timing there. So it really did work. So her being on Oprah's list it, really did work. Like a hundred percent it worked. It really yeah. worked. Yes. It was great. I mean, it also just, it opened so many doors, but also like yeah. she publishes her list and everyone picks it up. It's just, it's interesting in this world 
we live in now where like it used to be like, oh, you get a placement in a magazine and, you know, your sales spike. But now it's like there's so much noise. Yeah, there's so much. It's really hard to figure out, you know, as a new with a new business, like where do you go? Who who should promote it? Who should like what's going to move the needle? Um, And it's 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 fascinating to me how much Oprah resonates with people. I mean, people really, really trust her and love her. Yeah. I mean, she's built a whole. Yeah, whole I know. I mean, I do. Her whole but life I'm around saying, that. Yeah, you know, too. <laughs> people really. It, it's it's yeah. true. It's all true. Yeah, that's great. You do a lot with um, animal rescue, and and some of your product, the one for all product, um, is the one that um, part of the proceeds from that product go to uh, animal well, rescue. At, do you want to, to talk a little bit about that? At, yeah. yeah, actually, when we first started, we were like, oh, a percentage of the proceeds are going to go to animal welfare. And, uh, you know, just very immediately kind of we realized that we wanted to be more of a like um, like a Tom's or a Caddis approach yeah. where mm-hmm. we actually donate physical product. So we created um, we created a skew called the one for all, which is a conditioner shampoo in one. We only make it in big gallon sizes and we do not sell it. We donate it exclusively to shelters and oh. we I mean, we're, we're constantly, I mean, we don't really host an event where there are, where we're not donating to a shelter. We always bring a shelter yeah. um, in and we have, our customers can nominate their shelters and we're, you know, we, we have sponsored dogs from adoption to their forever home. Um, yeah. Some dogs like yeah. never been touched before and their bath yeah. in the shelter is the first time they've ever been touched. And right. so we just, you know, wanted to help make it a positive experience. And we like just actually two days ago, we were we went into um, Animal Haven, the shelter in New York City. And yeah. We watch we washed like 10 puppies that were like, Aww. I mean, it was so cute. They were so stinky. Yeah. Um, you know, they had just come in from like, you know, from the hurricane in Florida. They were all just yeah. brought to New York City and they were all like all nervous and so cute. Yeah. And them all like in the bed bath and wash them all and. You know, it's, I mean, it helps them get adopted. Absolutely. And it's also good for their health and wellness. Yeah. And right, it's to be, for, yeah. for, um, so, so you got to play an integral part in that. That's great. That's great. So moving forward with Pride and Groom, uh, do you have a vision for how you want to grow Pride and Groom or um, moving into any other dog health and beauty related? Well, because, I mean, it's, everything is such a saturated market, but we, yeah. we, we really, you know, you want to like kind of maintain your elevator pitch. You yeah. Know, you don't really ever want to lose kind of your focus. So we really are trying to own, kind of, we'd love to like own beauty and yeah. grooming, you know? And so we're constantly coming up with new SKUs in that market. I mean, actually, this is my favorite product. I mean, it just happened to I me. Mean, you can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm just showing well, you. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just like, I mean, this is always on my desk. Like I use it nonstop. It's a bomb for dogs' okay. paws. Um, and snouts and dry areas, but it's so good and nurturing. I literally, I'm like, I sit at my desk, I'm like putting it on my cuticles. I'm like, oh, oh really? Like, is it like shea butter? Like, what's it, yeah. what's it made out of? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, amazing nurturing, healing ingredients. Um, so, you know, we, we just came out with a bath brush. We would love to do um, supplements, but for skin and coat, yeah. right? You know, like staying kind of, we want to stay in our lane. We're working on, new towel work. We want 
you know, a fragrance tree shampoo. I mean, there's so it's right. kind of endless, like the things that we could do in our, in our lane. Yeah. And I mean, even though obviously like the Oprah thing was phenomenal and we've had, you know, a huge amount of success, there's still so many more places to go. Um, yeah. Like when we, we started, we really, because we were like, we wanted to kind of be high end and right and kind of established ourselves as kind of the gold standard. We went for, you know, where we went for like Bloomingdale's, Neiman's, Nordstrom's, Macy's, Selfridge's yeah. in London. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting, forgetting some, but the, like those kind of stores. Right. But those are, and those are amazing. And they're really like a seal of approval. But like how many bottles of shampoo are you going to sell at the, you know, like we're really now. Yeah, people don't go to those stores thinking that exactly. they're going to provide. Mean, of course, we're yeah. doing great in those stores. But yeah. That's not where you're going to do the bulk of your sales. So, you know, now we're sort of because we have we have done that. We feel like that kind of establishes us. We're really moving into um, big box. And we have a huge deal with Pet Supplies Plus, which who we worship, who are one of the biggest retailers um, in the United States and biggest groomers, they groom like a million dogs a year. And oh my gosh! So, you know, so wait, so, so they provide they provide uh, product to group to like grooming facilities, or they they like have a grooming facilities, yeah. and they have they oh. have selfie wash self wash stations. Oh. So we created for them smart, yeah. these little like um, mini packets, like two ounces of shampoo, two ounces of conditioner, and then a little refreshing spray, and people can buy the packet and then go yeah. to the self-wash station and wash their dog. Um, oh, that's great. So anyway, we're just kind of constantly pivoting and yeah, figuring out, you know, where we need to go. And so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much more we want to do, Yeah, um, but it's all fun. Yeah. You're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, I mean, my, my favorite thing to say is that like, we were like, can you believe that we created a business where we get to talk about dogs all day long? I know. Well, yeah, me too. I know. Isn't that fun? Do you get to spend more time with your own dogs? Well, I mean, that's, that's a, a pandemic a thing, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. You know, still, you know, still sitting at home with my dogs, which they love. Yeah. But yes, I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, I'm doing an event tomorrow. I'm going to be at Neiman Marcus all day long. And yeah, I'm bringing one of my dogs. Not all of them, because that would what be a little of, unwilly. Can we talk? Can we talk about your dog? <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about your dogs a little bit? Yes. But, uh, what kind of doggos yes. do you have? So I have two um, doodle mixes. Wait, I see one that I think wants to go to the bathroom. I closed her out of it. <laughs> this is one of them. This was a COVID rescue. Oh, hi. Waffles. What's the waffles? waffles? Cute. Yeah. Um, is waffles a mix? Yeah. I don't, okay. waffles is mostly cheap, but she's got some okay. other things in her and I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have two, two chi mixes and then two doodle poodle mixes. Cute. And, and, they, um, and they were all rescues or just the chi mixes? They weren't all rescues. No, the other ones were before I got into animal rescue. Right. How long have you been in animal? Was animal rescue before you, um, Cause I know you do work with animal, what's it called? Animal Haven in Soho, right? Was yeah. that before Pride and Groom? Or yes, yes, something? yes. Okay. I was, or no, that being involved in Animal Haven was part of the desire to do something in the dog space. I really, I got just super passionate about it and just was like, what can I do 
what can I do in the dog so, space? Right, I love to be so aware. much. And I realized that that was just really where I wanted to move. To move. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any advice for um, like people who want to get into building or, or taking their concept of working with in the animal space into fruition? Do you have any advice like entrepreneur wise? I mean, listen, the pet industry is like the growth, the, the fastest growing retail yeah. segment. I mean, it's a $120 billion industry, 70% right. of homes in the United States own a pet. Yeah. So, you know, it's certainly like, it's an amazing industry. And like we just said, it's really fun. Yeah. I don't think there's anything unique, you know, in terms of being an entrepreneur, like having, for me, like having worked in other industries and started yeah. other companies, the obstacles are the same, you know, it's having a clear vision, it's the money, it's producing a yeah. good product. It's, you know, it's, execution is so much of anything, you know, right. so many people always not about this, but just, you know, I do it too. I'm like, Oh, I had that idea. It's like, yeah, but you didn't do it. You didn't fall through. Yeah. It. yeah. Like, yeah. so I, I don't, I mean, I think it's really like just kind of general entrepreneurship stuff. It's yeah. you always need more money than you think you're going to need, you, you know, yeah. how do you break through the noise? You know, things we've been talking about, how do you market it? doing your research. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, for the pet industry specifically, you know, there's so many um, amazing trade shows and expos that, you know, like we went, we walked kind of all of them before in the year we, you know, while we were um, in doing new concept and research and development and right. you know, just so seeing kind of, what else is out there. and Yeah. And making like sure you see what, if your idea is out there and if your idea is out there, how is, how is it doing and kind of see what your competition is, but maybe don't take the competition part too, too much to heart because there's, I mean, it's sort of, you're, I mean, I don't know yeah. when people do similar to things where we're doing, I'm like, it, that just validates what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, there's how, that old thing, like how many white t-shirts can you exactly in a brand make? Yeah, exactly. So, and I still can't find the perfect one. Yeah. So can exactly. someone else make another one? Right. Exactly. Either they're too thin or they're too yeah, Exactly. <laughs> All the things. Um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I really appreciate you jumping on and doing this with me. Oh, thanks for asking. It's so fun. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Baru Podcast. And if you and your pup want to check out the yummy smelling Pride and Group products for yourself, there's a link in the show notes, especially for Baru listeners. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to rate and follow the Baru wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at Baru Pet. All right, you guys, let's chat next week.